I'm from that. Dirt, 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 dirt. I'm all about that. Dirt, 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 dirt. I'm throwing. Dirt, 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 dirt. I miss that. Dirt, dirt, dirt. Gotta get back to I'm it. a dirt trackaholic. Call it what you call it. Saturday night, I am so Kenny Wallace on that. Dirt, dirt, dirt. I miss that. Dirt. Gotta get back to it. I've been the Kenny Wallace of the rap game. Ever since I hit him with that dirt track thing. Now nationwide, everybody knows my name. They're like, mama, that's Kenny Montgomery. He sings that song we like. Yeah, boy, that's me. Roll like the trailer, I'm flossing. Them Hoosier tires glossing. Them cold kind, we're tossing. They know I came to wreck it, yet I rarely bring out a caution. I hit the high side, boy, I park it for Brian Clausen. Welcome to Throttled Up the Podcast. Often imitated, never duplicated. Your weekly home for the best in motorsports coverage. Even your grandpa talking about, man, that boy too cold. And welcome back to Throttled Up the Podcast. And Matt, NASCAR got kicked back off this weekend. We're inching closer and closer. Weeks, uh, weeks away, man. To Yeah, dirt racing, even though it doesn't feel like that, obviously, right now. Uh, but we are getting closer each and every day. We're, what, three weeks away from practice? Three weeks from practice and... A little over a month from the Indian icebreaker. Yeah, f- five weeks from the icebreakers. So. Which is um, very, very accurate right now Yeah, uh, for the Indian icebreaker. Yeah, there'll probably still be mounds of snow sitting around. Yeah. Uh, hey, before we jump into <laughs> our guest uh, tonight and, and kind of get to talking, I do want to say, um, I, I got to say, And I know I showed it to you on Sunday. We don't talk a ton of NASCAR on here, but everybody knows, and it's it's not hidden at all, how big of a Chase Briscoe fan I am. Um, And I would include you in that boat as well. Oh yeah. Um, I think you're you're a bigger fan than I am, of course. I would I would agree, um, just because of the connection there. But you know, people talk a lot about, and, and don't get me wrong, in today's NASCAR. There's a lot of pay for your seat and, you know, a lot of these guys had financial backers from a long time and and we've, we've shared Chase's story on here. That is not his story. Right. But the post he put out the morning of his first Daytona 500 start that included every car owner that he had ever driven for from go-karts to micro sprints to our good buddy, you know, Isaac Rainey, that he jumped in his late model a couple of times. Every single person, all the way up to Gene Haas and Tony Stewart. Yeah. And I get, there's probably a lot of people that would, that maybe aren't in the world as much that might look at that and go, okay, what's the big deal about that? Like, there's so many pe- drivers that don't do that. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and to let those guys know how much you appreciate it, like, by no means am I putting down Isaac at all. You know, we know what we think about Isaac, but to, to include Isaac in the same, you know, thank you that he included Gene Haas and Tony Stewart, that's putting him in the Daytona 500 just shows that that kid, he doesn't miss that moment. Like he gets why he's there and it took every one of these people to help him get there. And, 
And to put that out there and say thank you, just absolutely cool. Well, he doesn't take anything for granted. And, I mean, he appreciates every break he gets in life. I also have to give a big shout-out. My good buddies um, down there in Mitchell, Indiana, Toby Wedgwood, um, John Carl Eisen with the Back Porch Barber. If you're looking for a great haircut in Mitchell, go see the Back Porch Barber. And then Nick Daub, Daub Construction. Um, if you're looking for construction work down there, reach out to him. But they did a really cool thing and uh, raised some money, got some stuff donated to put up a Chase Briscoe hometown sign. Awesome. There in Mitchell, um, you know, and kind of showing all of his accolades uh, so far. Um, they left a lot of space at the bottom, which I loved. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. But really cool. They just did that probably. I'll probably get this wrong. I'll probably get a message, but. I think it was in the fall that they they got it you know finished and put up johnny signs there in bedford put it together for them and um the coolest thing is when when nbc did the segment with tony and chase talking about kind of him coming into cup they filmed that sign there in mitchell indiana so big shout out to those guys Very for putting cool. that together and honoring chase and again i if you're looking for someone to be a fan of in nascar and you just say well there's just nobody i can get behind He's a kid you should root for. I agree. I, I just how, how can you not root for him? That's the thing. I mean, just the way he handles himself. I like, and I know, like I said, I'm I'm biased. I'm a fan, but like Sunday when we were here for our Daytona 500 get together, and that was the first thing I had to show you because again, him showing his roots. Oh, so yeah. many drivers, I feel like, want to hide their roots in their past. Yep. You know, they want to say, "I'm just here. I'm just focused on NASCAR," and and I think he. I think that's bred into him. Don't get me wrong. I think that's from his dad and his grandpa totally. But to see that paired with Tony Stewart, who we've talked on here before when he won the, the Columbus fair race, he takes the trophy back to his first sponsor at the Dairy, Dairy Queen, Queen in Columbus. Yeah. He's with the perfect owner that, that really gets that appreciation. Well, that's why I think that's a connection made in heaven right there because oh. you know, they're cut from the same cloth right there forever. If, you know, if they want to be. Yeah, and I, and I love that uh, in that interview, if you haven't seen it, when they're talking to Tony and Chase, they say, uh, Tony says, if you're from Indiana, you got to be a race car driver or a basketball player. And he openly admits that he had no chance in basketball, so he had to be a race car driver. So There's no hope for us then. No. And, and, but you was born in Illinois, so right, you got so I'm a little different. Yeah. I, I got a little bit of an out. But, but Briscoe <laughs> just said, I grew up at the racetrack. He had no <laughs> chance. There wasn't a second choice for him, but – yeah just a really cool thing like i Very said cool. i know we don't talk about a lot on here but that that just really blew me away with you know the way he handles himself and just another you know amazing amazing thing but i think you can talk about briscoe on here even though he is a nascar driver now because he's like kyle larson every chance he gets he's gonna jump in something dirt and, and i gotta say this too you know it, it's pretty cool seeing these guys and, and i'm gonna give i'm gonna give credit where credit is due and i know there's always the hatred on nascar but I'm excited to see where this season goes. I think NASCAR has thrown these drivers a lot of curveballs. Um, you know, all the road courses they're going to yeah. run this year. Bristol's going to be on dirt. And I get people can say, oh, that's all a gimmick. That's be blah, 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 whatever. What it's forced these guys to do, and I had a great conversation on Sunday with it, one of our buddies, but when it was just two road course races throughout the whole year, they you could throw them away. That's what I was going to say. They're throwaway races. <laughs> So it didn't matter. So now when it's going to decide a champion, these guys are going out and racing in the IMSA series. They're racing road course races yeah. to learn. They're jumping in dirt cars, modifieds, even guys who don't have that background. 
because they know it's oh, yeah. important to be able to do it. And you know, during the commentary at Daytona, Clinton, Clint Boyer, and Jeff Gordon talking said they can't wait to get to the dirt at Bristol. And the first thing Clint says is, "I got a dirt late model. You know, we can try this." <laughs> he wasn't say, "Hey, let's get in one of the NASCARs." You know, he I I own a dirt late model. Let's let's go try it. So I, I thought that was awesome right there. Yeah, and again, I get people. NASCAR has kind of become the hootie and the blowfish of the <laughs> racing world. Like it's 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 uncool to like NASCAR, and it's you know yeah. it's cool to hate on it. And, and again, I we we've talked on here. I don't think you can have it both ways. You can't say they're out of touch, and when, then when they try to reach out to you, it's a gimmick. Like right. you, you just have to take it at face value. No, I don't think they're going to run every race on dirt. I don't think they're, but. They're forcing these drivers out of their comfort zone. And and if you go back to what killed NASCAR after Senior's death, it was they tried to box everything in and make everything standard. Yes. And you can't do that in racing. No. Let's force them to show their skills. I don't think Richard Petty was pleased about going back to dirt because his comment is, we spent 60 years trying to get away from it, and now we're going back to it. So his, his is the only negative comment I've heard. But you also look at... He that don't get me wrong, and I'll get slammed for this, because NASCAR was running on dirt when he started. But he didn't carry on that dirt love once he got into NASCAR. Yeah, he's only known for NASCAR. Like he didn't jump back. He's not a, a Kenny Schrader that jumped back in, or some of these guys right. that that still love to go run dirt. And yeah. um, so, like I said, I, I just I've got to give some credit where credit is due. Um, I'm excited. I mean, I think like I, I am said, too. Chase Elliott's down there at Volusa, you know, jumping in a modified. Like, to see some of these guys, you know, do things that they don't typically do, it's just awesome. Well, Stuart Friesen owns yeah. a modified now. And, you know, he goes modified, right? I mean, a lot of these guys are like, hey, this is this is fun. Let, you know, let's double back. And what kind of monetary amount might that bring back into the Dirt Series with these guys showing interest in it now? Yeah, again, you can't have it both ways. That's right. You can't hate on these guys, and then they're showing up. And, yeah. and again – if you're any you know, sprint car midget racer, the best thing that happened to crowds and promoters and payouts last year was Kyle Larson came back and went on a tear. I get yes. you might be pissed because he kicked everybody's ass every week, and I get that. But the best thing that happened to crowds and purses was Kyle Larson showed up. Oh, well, he just showed he's, he's a race car driver, period. <laughs> and, you know, for me, I don't know if you've seen Kyle Larson's new house, but he built a pole barn style house, so I just – Kind of gave me a little. Oh yeah, it's not too bad to live in a barn. <laughs> so well, that, that's my goal eventually. Shout out to him there. <laughs> but so pretty cool though. We, we will say this here, kind of wrap up our Daytona discussion. But you know, Michael McDowell, um, and I do love that. Even though I will be the first to be critical in this sense, I I think that the restrictor plate races are boring um to me because it's just waiting for the big one to happen i almost think we ought to shorten the distance because all they do is ride around i i just for me it's not racing it's just trying to keep from wrecking and i it just doesn't do it for me it's all about the draft it's all about drafting partners um so not my favorite race uh but the one thing that i will say is really cool about it is it it's open to anybody and to see michael mcdowell and you know, it's just cool to see some guys like that get to etch their name in history, and and he's always going to be a Daytona 500 winner. I didn't realize it till after the race, though. They said that you know he had a race for a predominant team at one time. They let him go, and he stayed 
with the start and park team for years and years just so his name stayed in the circle and then you know he got hooked up with that front row motorsports and like you said now he is a daytona 500 champion and you can't take it away from him ever you know and that was that was funny on sunday too because somebody asked you know, about stewart and even being the fan i was my first thing was yeah i think he won it one year and then we looked it up and he didn't only yeah. as an owner so i mean yeah. again that's just you know we saw the history of dale earnhardt trying to win daytona and just the things that can happen and so really cool and you know shout out to to michael mcdowell and but tonight we're getting ready to call in a guest um pretty cool deal he has started a a social media network called checkered it's c-h-c-k-r-d if you haven't downloaded it yet got an account but it is all racing all the time so get rid no, of no lasagna picks no no hot wing picks no lasagna oh, um, no updates on road conditions um, no updates on the weather um, no bashing your neighbor none of that huh nothing only racing That's well I guess we'll have to ask you probably can bash your neighbor if your next door neighbor's a, a driver but not just because they mow the yard an inch too short or no something. no 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 they you they'd had to mow it in the wrong direction or something i don't know <laughs> uh but before we give him a call here i do want to thank you know our sponsors to help us every week and and again i can't say enough about these guys but p3 graphics and p3 racing shirts eric bryant always does an amazing yeah, job on every job. rap he does uh, P3 Racing Shirts, again, amazing job with what he can do, the low quantities he can do for customers. Guys, if you're looking for full color, um, amazing design, great racing shirts, give Eric Bryan a call um, and let him hook you up with P3RacingShirts.com. If you haven't got your car wrapped yet, get with him now. Um, you're already late to the party. Yeah, I hate say to break he, it he to might you. be running out of spots there. So you need to get with him to make sure you can get in on that dirt to media uh check them out this weekend uh business partner good buddy ryan bowling taking off uh tomorrow night headed to jasper florida we were hoping to do that last weekend got rained out but headed down to jasper florida uh for the ajc cart race Winterfest cart race uh ten thousand dollars to win in one of the classes wow. down there and uh lots of money across all the classes but That'll be co-streamed there, and uh, you can get that there on Dirt to Media. Thirsty Goat Entertainment, Fresh Prince. Again, if you're looking for any kind of custom apparel and awards, reach out to us at Fresh Prince. Race Clean Hand Cleaner. Um, I mean it. Some of the best stuff I've got You know that I, we use at the shop all the time. $5 a bottle. Reach out to us about Race Clean. OCC Seamless Gutters and Construction. I got to say this. Jeremy Owens, right when he first started this, I called him because they never put snow ribs on my uh building here and i had him come out and do them because i didn't want to get my gutters ripped off he did them did a great job and it has not snowed for like two years <laughs> since then and i came home tonight and was driving in and i thought god i'm so glad there's like six inches of snow on my building because it's not falling off so shout out to him it's the first time i've really paid attention that hey it, my, my investment's paying off there. And your gutters are hanging on the house. And my gutters are still hanging, yeah. Uh, but if your gutters fall off, Jeremy can put new ones on for absolutely. you. Absolutely. If they go down, he will be yeah. my first call. Uh, Gilpin Electric, again, Bill Gilpin. Man, I, I, I can't say enough about Bill. You know, he supports us. Anytime that I've reached out to him and said, you still want to, you know, sponsor us, it's yes. I mean, there is no, 
question, and, and I got to say this. I wish I could say I probably deliver back to Bill what he's helped us with, but I don't think there's any way I can say that. He does this because he believes in what we're doing. He yep. believes in local racing. He's um, just a race fan. And he's just, yeah, he's just a guy that supports. And yeah. so what I, what I say all that is, if you need any kind of electrical work, generators, anything like that, call this guy yeah. because he's one that's going to support cars, shows, tracks. He's a guy that you want to get in with. So give Bill Gilpin at Gilpin Electric a call. Kane's Tree Service, again, you know, if you've got stumps, if you need firewood right now, um, he was out last time I checked, but I know he's working on some firewood, um, tree removal, tree trimming, uh, give him a call at Kane's Tree Service. And then our good buddy, Tommy Taylor, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance, like I said last time we were here, um, he's all of our agent now. Yes. And I can't say enough, again, works his tail off for us to make sure we get everything we need and um, just an awesome guy. And uh, knock on wood, I haven't had a claim with him. Uh, but well, they uh, say stop knocking on wood. Right. I don't have to knock on That's wood. That's right, because you got Tommy Taylor. I got Taylor. Tommy Taylor. There we go. Yeah. I didn't even mean to play that clip right in there. <laughs> So Matt, let's uh, let's reach out to Chris here, and let's learn a little bit more about this new app. Um, I know we're both excited about it. I got my account set up just the other day. I haven't I haven't got mine yet. Hey boys. Hey Chris. How we doing? Good man. We don't have you on video yet. I don't know if your okay. videos. Oh, gotcha. Hold up. There we go. We doing? got we got you nice. now, man. Just had to pull my pants up. <laughs> so, first of all, Chris, um, I, I want to jump in right here, and this is kind of where we start anytime on um, this show. But we all have different backgrounds that have kind of brought us to the racing world. How did you right. get wrapped up in all this crazy stuff? Yeah. So back in the early '90s, my best friend built a. Uh, an old street stock dirt car and ran it up at Orange County in Middletown. So I spent a couple of weekends in the pits with him, you know, rolling it on and off and, and that sort of thing. Um, but life moved on. He got rid of the car and I kind of moved away from it too. But in 2012, I'm also, I'm, I'm a, I don't know if you call me a, a struggling screenwriter or whatever, but some people in Hollywood asked me to, write a couple shows for a new country music station they were putting together. And I, I thought back to Orange County and just the people I had met. And I said, wow, there's definitely at least a couple stories there. So I spent the summer of 2012 in the pits of Orange County, Accord, and um, a couple other tracks throughout New York and, and, and Connecticut. And um show didn't get picked up, but I did sell one show to them which I'll tell you, which is interesting. It was, uh, remember, it's a country music station. And so the pitch was um, MTV Cribs and trailer parks. Oh, I <laughs> love that. <laughs> so, so they bought it. They never made it, but at least I could say I sold something to them. But anyway, that summer I, I came into contact with a lot of people in racing from Tyler Dipple and his family, Anthony Perego, the Bonifaces and those folks. And um, just just great people in and around the track and, fell in love with it and um you know i was working for a tech company the next year and uh i saw it was a really wet spring so i saw a lot of tracks underwater and i thought 
you know, th those are family businesses that aren't going to make their nut that year. I said, there's got to be a way to help them. So at that point, GoFundMe was a thing and, and, and so on. And crowdfunding had become uh, people were aware of it. But the racing community just didn't take to it because there's a stigma to it, I guess. So I went to him and I said, well, what if I built something that did the same exact thing, but called it something else? Right. So I got together with a bunch of smart people and we built a company called Pit Fund. And um, it took off, went pretty well. Uh, people signed up, people asked for a lot of money, but I think they thought the racing fairies would come and drop money into their bank accounts because they didn't, you know, most of them didn't put the legwork in that they needed to do. But I did take on some investment to build it. And, you know, I never want to give up on my investors or people that believe in me. So I pivoted and uh, built Checkered. We, uh, I, I, I strongly believe there's a social media bubble coming down the, the path and people are kind of fed up with, you know, the Facebooks and the Instagrams and uh, Twitters of the world with how they handle things. And um, I won't I won't beat them up because there's a place for them for sure. But just like there is a specific social vertical for business like LinkedIn, what if we built something that did that just for racing? So that's what we did. And uh, we launched it a few months ago and uh, during a pandemic and it's off and running. It's, it's doing really well. Um, thousands and thousands of people signed up and the interaction's starting to build. And we've got some really cool business development uh, announcements coming down the track which uh, is just going to change everything. But uh, it, it's working great. I mean, the whole idea that the, the, the I, I always like to say, you know, keep it racing because, you know, it's not, we're not there for politics. We're not there for COVID. We're not there for recipes or cat videos or, you know, I don't care what your cousin's wedding look like. I want to know about racing and I want to interact with race people. Um, and so I can, you know, happily say that through this whole pandemic and the election, uh, we did not bounce off the guardrails once didn't have to kind of, you know, move somebody back in line and say, Hey, you know, let's keep it racing. And this really isn't a forum for that. So people get it, they like it they, and they post racing stuff. So it's, uh, it's exciting. And, and we've got amazing different capabilities that you would find on Facebook and Instagram and, um, and more are, are on the way. So huh, that was a long answer to a short question. <laughs> what well, and Chris, I gotta I gotta go back and say this, you know, I signed up here a couple weeks ago and have, have been kinda, you know, exploring the the app and everything. And the thing that I love about it is obviously with us being in the racing industry, our, our Facebook timelines and Twitter feeds are typically filled up with a lot of racing stuff. But sure. however the Facebook algorithm works, there will be days when I all I get is political or the weather or your recipes or your cat video. And, and it's almost to me, I'm, I like get anxiety. I'm like, w okay, what's wrong with my, my Facebook? Why am I not yeah. getting these yeah, racing posts? Yeah. So yeah, you, to have it all the time is just amazing. Yeah. And we're keeping it simple. You know, we're, we're building it and calling it, you know, social as it should be because we have no plans to bring algorithms in to kind of decide what you see by what you like and things like that. It's pretty pure. Um, and our advertisers and our bigger named racers are appreciating that because their message is catching the eyes of their target market all the time, you know? Um, so that's one way we're, we're keeping it simple too, but, uh, and then we're not selling data and we're not taking on advertising from just anywhere or an ad server farm or anything like that. 
you know, if you're going to advertise with us, uh, we'd like you to be in race involved in racing in some kind of whether you're a racing brand service or school or something like that, or at least you're a brand that sponsors racing. So, um, we're, we'll make money down the road, but we just want to do it right. And we want to respect our audience and kind of keep this haven, uh, in their phones or on their, um, you know, uh, desktop, even a place that they can go and just feel comfortable in their racing community. Move your mic, Matt. I still don't think it's like you may have to twist a little bit. Better? Yep, got you now. There you go. I can hear it now. Can you hear me now? Yep, got you. you Can you search a certain racetrack or a certain driver? I mean, can you get on there and and find like their page or something to to keep up with with that racetrack or or, or driver? Yeah, you definitely can. Um, And and full disclosure, we're still young and we've got some name drivers on there, but not too many. And we've got tracks coming on every day and things. So yeah, you could search that, but, um, we're not there yet. And so that, that kind of puts me in a, a great segue of, so we have all these different groups, we call it. So we've got a dirt modified. We've got an F1 fans. We've got a go-karting. We've got motocross. We've got quads. We've got snow. We've got all kinds of different racing groups that you can go in and interact in that timeline. And with those people there, but the cool thing is that anything you post in one of those groups uh, populates to what we call the straightaway, which is the main feed. So when you first come on checkered, you know, your thumb is going to flip through the straightaway and you're going to see a post of a side by side on top of a drag racing on top of a, you know, um, hill climb or, or what have you. And we're hearing a lot from our users that they really like that cross-pollination or exposure to different types of racing. Because, you know, if you're a, 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 a dirt late model guy, your world is dirt late model, right? And that's the only thing you you're, you really see. And you've kind of got blinders on. And you could do that on Checkered. We've got that. But, but you're still going to see, if you want to go in a straightaway, you'll see all different kinds of racers. So we've got people... A rally car driver in the Northwest was on a uh, the Chicken Bone Guys uh, podcast down in Georgia, you know. So they would have never met if not for Checkered. So I like that. And, and our vendors, our T-shirt people and, and uh, product vendors are ex- exposing their brand to everybody in racing in one spot. So it makes it, it really cost effective and really simple for them. But it's a, it's, it's a cool community because – at the end of the day, race fans or race people just love racing. You oh, know, yeah. it doesn't really matter the type of vehicle that you race in. There's something that burns in you to race or watch racing. So um, it, it's really cool. And we kept that in mind to to kind of bring all different types of racing together. And we're global, too. We have members from Spain and Australia and uh, UK, Canada, Italy, uh, India, all, all over the place in, in that's kind of cool too to, to see and be exposed to those people and their love of racing. Well, and I got to say this, that's what I think is exciting for us as we kind of start building it out. Um, and our presence on there is obviously we focus on the dirt side, but mm-hmm. we've loved having guests on that can teach us about racing that we don't oh, yeah. know as well about, you know, we've had on, you know, some road racing guys, Karen Jankowski came on, uh, yeah, to, she's great to to talk about rally racing, and so for That's us, the rally racer I was talking about. I I, I, <laughs> I figured that, 
and it was yeah. cool for us because we were able to just sit here and go, okay, we know nothing. Talk to us, right. teach us, let us learn. And um, it, it, I, maybe other people that listen to our podcast didn't enjoy it as much, but I know for Matt and I, it was probably one mm -hmm. of the most enjoyable yeah. ones we've done because we got to learn about it. So for us, I love that idea of the straightaway and where you can really pick up on some other areas. And for a driver, I would think it's awesome to be able to maybe pick up a tip from another type of racing that you would have never brought into your style. Right. Right. Yeah, totally. That's what I was thinking. You'd see something maybe you didn't even know about and he's like, this looks pretty cool. Let me check it out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, just to give it a try. And so here's my interesting thing and, and kind of going back to even when you were pit fund and, and starting this, what goes into trying to get something up like this off the ground? Well, I can tell you what doesn't go into it. It lets a lot of sleep, right? <laughs> you know? So, so um, it, 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 yeah, it takes a lot of work, a lot of effort, a lot of money. Um, but what it takes is just a lot of brain cycles. You know, when I say I don't sleep, it's just because you're always thinking what's next and what's the deadline and, you know, where are we in this project and what's the next thing coming down the line. And um, what really drives me is, how can I add value to my community to make them come back and interact with us? And um, so it, it also takes humility. You know, I know my strengths and what I'm not good at and uh, surrounding yourself with good people. So I've got insanely smart tech people. Um, I got some partnership people I'm talking to and some marketing people. We're trying to get some things going and uh, had a great call with someone today. You know, I, I don't, I found it and it's my company and, you know, but I never call myself a CEO because I know what it takes to be a CEO. And I think a lot of small businesses throw that title around a lot um, without really understanding the, uh, the bits and pieces that come along with it. But I think I talked and found somebody I could trust and someone who could do the business side of it with me that, uh, you know, if he comes on board, that's, that's going to change a lot of things. So I guess it takes just a lot of effort, um, a lot of humility, a lot of, uh, stick to itiveness, I guess, you know, cause listen, I've started companies. I've failed way more than I, I haven't, but you either win or you lose or you learn, you know? So I've learned now a number of times what not to do. And I think all my wonder twin powers have come together now. And I think, uh, I can, can kind of see the rocks in the water. So I'm surrounding myself with smart people. I'm listening to my audience. I'm thinking of them first. Uh, this one is, is, you know, the money's starting to come in and I have to keep my eye and keep chasing that. But that's not number one priority right now with this project. And that's helped a lot. I mean, if you're completely focused on revenue and money and blah, 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 I think you'll, you'll miss some steps and one, some of those main steps are listening to your customers and giving them what they want before what you think will drive the bottom line. Well, uh, that's some pretty good advice right there. Yeah, and I got to go back because I love your quote, you either win or you learn, because Gary Vaynerchuk says that all the time, and I'm a huge sure. Gary V guy. So yeah. um, that's actually, we've got it posted in our, our T-shirt shop that we run as well to always remember that, hey, you never lose. You either win or you learn. So I love, love that. Yep. With, with, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you another thing that it takes, take some thick skin too. You know, I, 
Uh, I haven't been trolled a lot, but there are some people that will talk smack on like other platforms and stuff. And I'm a, a self-admitted sensitive guy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, want, I want people to like me, damn it. And, but you learn and, and you know, you, you kind of remember where it's coming from and who that person is on the other side of the screen. And so it's becoming easier. You know, it's like when you fire somebody for the first time, it's devastating. By the third or fourth, you're like, beat it, you know, you just move on. But it's taken a lot of thick skin, too. Yeah, you got to remember, all those keyboard warriors are usually down in mom's basement. and uh, they're Incredible. They're mad because mom throttled the internet down. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's, you know, what it causes. But... You know, we, you, we've dealt with that a little bit too. So oh, we've we have, got some. Yeah, we got some keyboard warriors. We understand sure. that too. Yeah. Uh, but you know, kind of looking ahead here, Chris. You know, you talk about some of the things coming, and um, you know, what are your kind of goals here for 2021? Obviously, you launched here during a pandemic, which you know is like anything is way more difficult than it it should be for all of us. But uh, sure. looking ahead in 2021, what are the goals for Checkered? Well, the number one goal, and I've already started that, uh, is getting out into the world of racing. So going to tracks and, and meeting with the public and track owners and, and, and teams and that sort of thing. I, I just got back um, on Friday from a pretty much whirlwind tour of Central Florida. So I went down on a Wednesday, had some business meetings in Daytona. And then Thursday was pretty amazing. I hit three different tracks in one day. I went to Volusia in the midday and, and met, did the pits there. Met with some, uh, had some business meetings there as well. Um, drove down to New Smyrna, did the asphalt short track World Series down there. And then ended up at Daytona and watched the duel and had some meetings with uh, some people there too. Um <laughs> I'm still hurting, man. I, I did like eighteen thousand steps, and you know that that's pit steps. You know that's not uh, carpet steps. Right. So it was. Uh, by the time I got to Daytona, back to the speedway, my dogs were barking, man. I mean, barking, and uh, it was rough. And to be on cement was a nice feeling, but uh, yeah, I, I had had enough. Um, but but I enjoyed it. You know, that was a, a crazy experience because. With COVID, there was nobody in the stadium, you know. But here are, here is the top drivers of, you know, NASCAR battling it out just for me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm that's. Sitting, I'm sitting in, in a seat going, this is crazy. It's like my own personal, you know, private NASCAR race, but it was a fantastic experience. But, uh, and then I had some meetings uh, on Friday and flew home. But, that's my number one priority is to get the word out and, and get more people on board through personal experiences. You know, it was really cool to walk through pits and people go, Hey, checkered, I'm on checkered. You know, and, and there was an Australian mod guy, uh, at, at, at Volusia who, who recognized me and stuff. So that was really cool. And, and, and I don't want to do it just like stroke the ego or anything, but the, when you hand somebody a, a card about checkered or give them a sticker for their car or box or whatever, you know, you, you make that personal connection and that's what really drives me. I, I, you know, if this thing blows up, like I think it will, I won't be able to do that as much, but right now I want to be out there and, 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 and do it. Like, I don't know if you saw the post today with Wes Irwin, um, the guy who, who does the merch for the outlaws, just the nicest guy you're ever going to meet in, in, uh, spoke with him a while before that he opened up and, 
that's a relationship I look forward to growing in too. So, so personally connecting with the world is, is priority one, but two, uh, landing a little more funding because there's a lot more stuff we want to do that's going to take some money um, before you know, the bootstrap money will catch up to it. So we're working on that. Um, we've got always got new technology we're working on, you know, to improve the app, make the experience better, give back to the fans and, and the members we're sponsoring. You know, we've got a sponsorship um, initiative going for this summer. We're going to do a couple of those. But then, you know, the, the number one priority besides getting onto the world is just letting and educating people about what the capabilities are in this app, which are really cool. You know, like the thing with pit fund, everyone screams about money, right? When you're in a pits or like, Oh, I lose to that guy. Cause I buy his used tires or, you know, this carburetor should have been rent and, and that sort of thing. So I feel for that in, in the people in racing and that's why I built pit fund. So when I went to built checkered that, we definitely had to have those capabilities. So right now we've got some nerds reprogramming pit fund to come under the checkered app to, so people could do campaign fundraising, right? If they want, we'll have that capability. But then this other cool thing that I, I thought of is, is called micro sponsorship. So, you know, I think this is the easiest, quickest way for racers, teams, associations, tracks, whatever to raise money. So follow me on this. You go on Checkered, which is free if you want to come on. But if you were to go to Premium, right, which has a bunch of other features, one of those features is micro-sponsorship. So you'll pay $2.99 a month. And then if you can go out to your following on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or what have you, and get them to come on to Checkered, and they also go Premium for $2.99 a month, within their profile, there's a spot, spot there that says, I micro-sponsor blank if they micro sponsor you we're going to give you a dollar per person per month that micro sponsors you right so let's say you've got 500 even followers that come along and do that that's going to help a lot every month for racing you know but if you if you've got a larger following and they come along that could be pretty impactful and, and help you that way but we're also we've got a, a thing where we're working with racing brands that we can offer you a discount as a premium member that, you know, we're working on a tire, a couple of tire companies. I met a guy in Daytona. He said he spent eighty five hundred dollars on tires at New Smyrna in a, in a week. Right. That's insane. So let's say we, we hook up with Goodyear or we hook up with Hoosier or something like that. And we can give you five percent off by being a checkered member. You know, that's going to pay for your your checkered membership for years so that's how we think and that's how we're working to try and help racers and the racing community and and then we'll be talking to ticket companies and stuff for the fan side of it too but that's the idea you know let's how can we not only give people a cool place to meet and interact socially without the noise or bots or, or craziness and big social but how else can we help them you know and, and that's my mantra from the day I started Pit Fund to, to now is, you know, helping racing through technology. And so it's a lot of work, but man, it's fun. And, and I, I know it's going to it's going to benefit everybody. And that's the goal. 
Well, I would like to offer an invitation. Um, obviously, here in southern Indiana, we've got some pretty historic and great racetracks here within driving distance. So sure. if, if this year you're looking for a good time to come down to, you know, Eldora Speedway or, you know, our home track, Brownstown Speedway for one of the big races, we've got Salem Speedway, the uh, asphalt track just a little while, a little ways away. And nice. we would we would love uh to help host you and, and show you around our part of the world and little racing action around here so oh that'd be great i've been to indiana once um my family's a water well business we, we i drew, grew up in the water well business drilling wells you know and so the franklin motor company is in bluffton yes, indiana, yeah if that's close to you guys so we, we went out for a factory tour and uh man kind of flat and cold and <laughs> everything closed at like eight you know I was I was kind of pissed. I went over to the Kroger to buy some beer, and it was, it was closed at like eight thirty. I was like, "What?" So you live and learn. But it was it was a good time. Beautiful country, man. I, I love the Midwest, and that is the plan. You know, in my Nirvana dreams, I have uh, some kind of like little RV or van or whatever a conversion van to just cruise around at different tracks and and do that that sort of thing but yeah that that would would not be great to just drive around the track to track and, and meet people well and, and, and don't worry we we know the places that stay open past eight thirty, yeah. so we can help out there yeah nice <laughs> local knowledge yeah, and if you show up in the summertime it's not cold at all <laughs> yeah yeah i would imagine gotcha. well chris i i want to leave it with this and and man i i gotta say and again, again, we hadn't heard until Karen came on and, and Karen, you know, was like, you guys aren't on checkered. Come on. And I was like, well, huh. now we got to figure this out. And, um, but I, I want to say thank you. Um, you know, as, as a race fan, as somebody in this industry, I appreciate you taking the chance to come out and, and bring something out for the racers. And, and I hope that our audience will, you know, will support this. We'll go and join and, and get signed up and, and get things rolling on checker because I think it's a really awesome thing. But I want to leave you with this opportunity kind of to just throw out that, you know, elevator pitch to anybody out there that's a race fan in the media, a race company, a team track. Why do they need to go join checker tonight? Uh, It's the people, you know, I think checker comes down to the people, race people. Um, they're my kind of people. They're just good hearted, hardworking, um, fans, fans from fans to racers, to teams, to tracks and and things. It's, it's right in my wheelhouse of who I want to hang out with and who I want to, you know, emulate and and who I want to help, you know? So that's the whole idea of, you know, of a community. And that's why we built a racing specific community. I can go into the dollars and cents of why brands and stuff should go on board, but that's for another time. It, for your listeners and people who might see this, it's it's come join us in this racing only community. You know, you're not going to get hit over the head with the noise and the crap that you might be accompanying, you know, I mean, or, or might be used to experiencing in the other places. There is an, an what I call an, a racing oasis, and I encourage people to escape to racing. You know, that's what I say a lot too. And that's what we're building, you know, and, and, and as long as people keep joining and interacting and we've got a really cool contest coming up that that's going to kind of uh, give members an incentive to interact with each other. So stay tuned for that. But um, it's it's just fun to meet, like we talked about earlier, different types of racing people and from all around the world. So that's my pitch. If you like racing at all, come join us. And I think you like racing even more. 
And whenever you make the announcement about that contest, shoot me some information so we can make sure we're sharing that on here to help support you as well. But absolutely. Absolutely. Last question before I I let you leave with, with all this cross pollination of, of different types of racings, if racing, if you had the opportunity to jump in any car right now, (laughs) what are you getting in? Uh, I don't, I, I don't, I don't do it. I, I can't do it. My buddy, remember my buddy who started me in racing back in, in Orange County, yeah. he went on and went, worked for Skip Barber. And oh then he was an instructor for, if you guys remember Dale Jarrett and Brett Favre had a racing experience yep. school, kind of like Petty did. And so he used to travel around and, and teach people, you know, insanely sit next to people in, in stock cars while he'd do, you know, a couple hundred bucks around the, the, the track couple hundred miles an hour so he was at uh nazareth at the andretti track in pennsylvania and i went down and, and took some laps with him i got out of that thing i mean that thing beat the crap out of me you know <laughs> i mean you look at it on tv it's all smooth right everything's cool and whatever get in that thing and it's like a street fight <laughs> and so we get out and i take the helmet off and one zip in the suit and he looks at me and he knew right away he goes you want to drive i said no <laughs> Not at all. I don't, I don't want to do this. So, to be honest with you, I grew up riding, you know, mini bikes, dirt bikes, and stuff. But uh, racing cars or any kind of vehicle like that, no, I'm I'm okay. I'd, I'd rather stick to the pits and, and the other side of it with the the racing people. Let the drivers drive, and I appreciate them more uh, than you than they know because that one experience. But um, yeah, I'm good. I'll I'll, I'll stay over here. I, I understand completely. Matt and I have neither one ever been behind the wheel. The closest we've had is driving the pace truck. Yeah. And yeah. we've had drivers offer us several times here on the show, like, come out, drive it. And we're like, yeah, yeah, I don't, I think I'm really good. I'm going to stay in my lane. Like I'm really <laughs> yeah. good in my lane. I'm worried about the check. Yeah. I'm going to have to stroke after yeah, I, I crash it. So that's uh yeah, no kidding. Right. So yeah, it, I, I, I know what I am and I know what I'm not. And so, goes back to your point about humility know your strengths and find others to take care of the rest so. true yeah i'm a hockey player too you know lifelong hockey player so i don't have to prove that i'm tough or anything <laughs> yeah. I'm just, i can do things on skates that people can't do in sneakers so that kind of gives me confidence that too. that that will cover it for sure <laughs> chris i want to say again man thanks for taking the time out to come on and be with us and and talk about checkered and and like i said i'm excited to get more in depth with checkered and get our show uh, promoted over on checkered and and you know start start using that that utility and that that community to help us build so man we yeah, man. appreciate it keep it growing uh if we can ever do anything to help let us know i appreciate it hopefully i'll, I'll see you at indiana sometime soon hey you let us know yeah. man thanks bud thank thanks, you guys all right matt i just gotta say man you know you look at everything it's um you know, that's going on in social media and, and you said it best. We've dealt with the keyboard warriors. We've talked about on here so many times, you know, the track bashing, the stuff that goes on, just the junk to have a place that is going to be pro positive. racing and yeah. positive. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's awesome. You know, and I, I'm amazed that his thought process was about the racer. You know, how can we help the racers out? And I want to say this for anybody who maybe is, you know, going to go look at at joining and give this thing a chance is what I want to say. And I mean this in the utmost respect to Chris. I don't want him, if he listens to the rest of this, to think I'm slamming it. 
when you first log in, it looks basic. But what I want to remind everybody is he's building this from the grassroots. This isn't, that. this isn't a multi-billion dollar deal like Zuckerberg has with Facebook. And for a lot of you younger ones, you maybe don't remember it. I remember the first days of Facebook. It looked very basic. Yeah, very, very basic. So understand that give him the chance. He, he's got a lot of things coming down the way. But I'm telling you, support this. It goes back to our talk about sponsors and people that you know support racing. If you're a race fan, a driver, a track, there's no reason not to get on checkered as soon as possible. I agree. And I haven't done it yet, but I will do it. Oh, I believe you had a percent. And uh, like I said, we I've got to do a better job, you know, of uh, getting us promoted on checkered and, and getting some things going there. But And you know me, I'm about fed up with social media. Oh, I, I know. I have like no social media. I know. So. You're you are you're the hermit crab of social media. Well, me and Chelsea was talking the other day, and I made the comment when I was young, we didn't have internet, and she looked at me in, like, total shock that, uh, you know, there was, uh, you know, when I was a kid, I didn't know what internet was because it didn't exist yet. Well, I was an adult when we got dial-up. But I, I now you're making me feel old because I, I was a kid and we didn't have internet. I remember being probably probably 12 11 or 12 when mom used to take us to the library so you could get on the internet yeah because it didn't wasn't offered to everyone no yeah and 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 then yeah i remember getting dial up about the time i got in high school which like people complain now their internet's slow yeah if it doesn't load like immediately they're upset but dial up you know you could almost run outside around the house once and come back in it still wasn't loaded well i i still remember the first song that we downloaded on napster and it took like 27 hours or something to download a song a song and like we still thought that was the most amazing thing ever that we could you know download this song and and now you're exactly if i can't stream spotify driving down the road i'm like cell service awful yeah. so immediately not don't give it any buffering time or anything no no it just needs to play yeah yeah oh yeah so i i well i usually pick on you for being old that one kind of hit me too because I'm I'm there as well. I was in my 20s when we got dial up. So I mean there we have a little bit of a difference. Yeah, but, uh, I was I was in high school. I'm probably very thankful we didn't have internet when I was a kid, to be honest with you. Me too. <laughs> Me too. You because know. even in high school it wasn't to where y you posted things or things stayed. Yeah. There was no social media yet. There was no um you know that that's way back that's back in the aim messenger days the msn messengers so well, i'm gonna really show mage here i was in eighth grade when we started they started in school teaching the dos commands on uh on the computer you know where you would type or you'd yeah. scroll your name or whatever i mean i eighth grader you know computers were, were that new then you're old oh i know i am you're old. I, I don't know if I shared this with you. But or, the party in July will be amazing. <laughs> I, I don't know if I share this with you or not, but I got the opportunity to speak to our girls' basketball team the other day before before sectional. And, and the first year that I coached football was 2004. And I told them, I, I'm in the middle of this speech, and I said, I dug all the way back to some things that you know my mentor used as motivation with our team in 2004. And it hit me like, a lead balloon that in that room of high school girls 
a lot of them weren't born in 2004. And like, I know I'm getting older, but that was the first time that it like hit me. Like, like I was out of, I was in college and like had a job and you weren't even born yet. So that was a rough one for me. So I, I'm, what I'm trying to say is my I, oldest daughter was 10 in 2000. She was actually 11 in 2004. What I'm trying to say is I, I'm very understanding and sympathetic to your, your age. You've never been that. Man, so <laughs> I know that ain't true. Hey, and uh, I do got to give a shout out in case anybody didn't get a chance to see it. But uh, Brent Lee, man, he's got some awesome uh, inner tubes up there at uh, Lee's Tire and 4x4 if you get a chance. Uh, kids are looking for a really fun way to go sledding. Um, I know some people were frustrated online again. That his pricing went up. It it is his supplier that's that caused the increase in pricing. He is selling them at cost. Um, anybody that knows Brent knows how great of a guy he is, and he just wants to see kids having fun. Um, I know Zach Burton uh, is planning on going up there and getting one for him. Um, I encouraged him and Peden to get some so they could replace the infield tractor tires. I figure that that'll save them two or three thousand dollars in car damage next year if we just use those inflatable inner tubes at least through the icebreaker yeah yeah so um you know i just trying to help those guys out S similar to what chris is doing with checkered i'm just trying to help those guys out i'm always thinking about them but you know like you said support you know brent there local yeah, business local business racer he's on a lot of cars you know he's a guy that supports a lot and gonna be in a modified this year yeah and and um all around good guy but like i yes. said that you know, don't go and we, we talk about this so often, but don't go to Walmart to buy, you know, an inner tube to, to sled on. That's, I mean, it's super thin and it, it busts the first time you get to yeah. grass. Yeah. You're going to get a better product from Brent. You're going to help a local business, a guy that supports racing, a guy that's going to put back money in our community. Go help these guys out. I agree. And again, Brent's probably sitting at home right now going, but I'm not even making any money. So, but still let him know you support him so but, go to his shop you might see something else that uh, he you know some other product that he does that absolutely he, and you know he's a guy free sponsorship here for him but uh you know he takes care of all my tire work changes my oil i mean he there's there's not a better shop to to take your stuff to than lee's tire and four by four right there in union town so and you gotta feel sorry for anybody that changes oil in a jeep i do change my own oil in the jeep so i appreciate you feeling sorry for me uh I was feeling sorry for Brent. <laughs> uh, so, everybody, we'll be back in two weeks. Um, looking forward to that. But, again, uh, just excited. Like I said, you know, Matt, it, it's cool that, you know, our reach is kind of growing. Chris reached out to us about coming on and, and you know, kind of pushing checkered, you know, and connection there with Karen that we had on. Um, so, when we started this, again, like, we were excited we got and still excited he was on, but – Josh Moffat to drive from literally two miles up the road to come see us. To, so now expanding out to other parts of the country is pretty cool and exciting. And we're always appreciative of everybody that's ever been on this show or, or helped our show, took a sticker from us, anything. We appreciate all that. Everybody, every listener, everything. Absolutely, 110%. So we'll be back in two weeks. Hopefully the snow is gone by then. Hopefully we see some warmer temperatures and we're looking a little more ahead to race season. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, everybody.